Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back to episode 36. In this episode, I'm joined by Matt Coleman. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Oh, good, mate. It's good to see. Uh, good to see where it's all got to now. Oh uh, yeah, it's still the start of the journey, I believe. But uh, exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. So, in this episode, we're sort of going to cover a bit of relationship stuff. We're going to delve a little bit into the past and look at your sort of growth, um, and see see what we can uncover and see sort of um, go through some experiences and things some people can learn from you and, and I'm just genuinely curious as a friend to um, learn more about you and your growth. So we talked about this book um, that you're reading or listening to, The Power of Now, mm-hmm. um, which I'm reading a little bit of too and it sort of sort of wigs me out a little bit because it's interesting how as like humans we can only really control the day-to-day, like our present but a lot of our life is dictated by the past and thinking about the future. And it's like we're so disconnected from actually existing. And when when we do have like, you know, trauma or like we're going to talk about in relationships, it, it can have such a big impact on the present, even though it's, it shouldn't, but it just does. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like habitual. It sort of becomes... Um, and I think a lot of it you see with people that have anxiety is that the things that they're worried about aren't actually in the present um, and it's always worrying about things that have happened in the past or things that will be happening in the future. And, um, yeah, the, the book sort of just makes you realise that you can't, you can't look too far into the future or you can't worry too much about the past because... You know, it's going. It's going to happen, um, and all you really can worry about is what you're doing now, and the things that you're doing now to, you know, affect that will affect the future and will put you in good stead for the future. Um, and that, for me, has been a pretty big thing: is just learning about how to stay present and um, focus on what I'm doing now, and what the things that I'm doing now that will have an effect on me in the future. Some of the things that you've gone through, which we are going to sort of dig into, 
like we said, some things become habitual. So like thinking patterns, um, anxiety patterns. How did you sort of learn to change them? Um, especially when you are in such a dark place and, and when you are in a dark place, just, you feel helpless and like nothing can get better. Can you, is, is there any way you can take us back to some of those, any of those times? And do, do you like remember what your thinking was like in certain situations versus now and how much you've grown? Yeah, yeah. A lot of it that I can think of sort of stemmed from places that I would spend time in that would I would have a negative uh, mindset in. So a big thing for me was how much when I was in a dark place, I was spending a lot of time in my room um, and I'd have a lot of uh, bad experiences in there. I'd have a lot of panic attacks in my room. You know, I'd have a lot of depressive episodes that were in my room. Um, and for me, it was sort of getting out of that habit of spending time in, in my room when I'm not sleeping. And also, I, I struggled with sleep a lot. And so I did a bit of research um, about things about how to deal with, with um, getting better sleep and, you know, sort of habits that you can learn. And a big thing that was emphasised was the amount of time that you spend in your room because it said that you should always um, correlate your room with sleep. And so that for me was sort of like, well, I have to try stay out of my room as much as possible. Um, you know, when I go into my room, I'm going to my room to go to sleep. When I wake up, I have to get out of bed. I have to not just sit in bed and think about everything that's wrong with me and everything that's wrong with this life that I'm living. Um, and and then it's building habits like that. Like, you know, I learned a lot about making a bed as soon as you wake up and that sort of habit and what that will do for you for the rest of the day. And I never really believed that it could have a, a positive effect on you um and then and but I started doing it and I tried it and it was really good and it explained about how you wake up and you make your bed and you've already won if you don't do anything else for the rest of the day you can sit on the couch for the rest of the day you could do nothing but you've already had a small win and it set you up for success for the rest of the day and so that for me put me in a really it put me in a good spot um and then it was other things but yeah the big thing for me was just getting out of habits that would have a negative effect on me. Do you feel like when you are in a dark place that we almost forget to do all the small things that make us happy in the first place? Because we're, whether it's something that happens in the relationship and like we go, we're going through a really tough time and we just forget the little things. Like we, we find it really hard to get out of bed and um, we start eating a bit unhealthier um, all these like little negative things, but it's all, all those little things that held us together. We, we stopped doing it. And, and because we're so focused on the big things, we do forget those little things that helped us. And sort of how do you, did you start implementing all the little things back together to, to sort of come out of that dark place? Well, yeah, pretty much. Like I, like I spent a lot of time on my phone and that was another habit was I would wake up and I'd look at my phone um and so a little uh, like spending so much time on your phone that's a little thing that will have a really big effect on you so for me it was learning how to get off my phone and 
you know, go through the motions without actually looking at my phone. But you're right, we sort of stop caring about ourselves and taking care of ourselves. And the biggest thing in this world is looking after yourself, I think, and like loving yourself. Um, and, you know, it's your life that you're living. No one else can live your life for yourself. So you have to look after yourself. You have to do everything for yourself that you can that will set you up to be in a good spot and um you know it it takes a lot of effort and it's a lot of small things that will fine-tune yourself into being a better person um and you're right like we just we just forget and we well it's not that we forget it's just that people don't have effort or motivation to do so and they just think that um they can do these big things and you know you could go out for a big run and um that's going to make you instantly feel better. But you could go out for a big run and come back and just sit on your bed for 30 minutes. And the progress that you've made with that big run has just gone down the drain by sitting down on your bed and sitting on your phone for 30 minutes. So it's little things like that that we forget to do to look after ourselves. Now, going back to some of the darker times and having not really gone through a sort of you know, depressive episodes like you've alluded to, I think it's really important for me, if someone's in this space, if you're comfortable to sort of, you know, if you can remember, take us back to some of the more difficult times because I find it, I find it uh, like hard to, to empathise having not gone through those really hard times. So do you remember like what, it, exactly what it felt like? Can you still have like visceral memories Um of those times or has so much time gone that you sort of become disconnected from the more difficult times? No, no, it's still, yeah, I still remember a lot of it like it was yesterday. So pretty much the year 2020 for me was a real tough year. It was a real horrible year for the world as we went through the COVID episode and that all started. But for me personally, I went through a couple of personal things. I went through a pretty uh, horrible breakup that started at the end of 2019, I mean, at, at the end of 2019, yeah, and, um, you know, finding out pretty horrible news that I was being cheated on for about five or so months with a person that I had planned to see the rest of my life with. Um, that threw me into a whirlwind, which I didn't know how to handle or anything, and that was the start of a long journey for me that lasted about a year where I'd uh, developed depression and anxiety and that was a really life-changing experience for me um, I learnt a lot of different things about me positive and negative things um, the experiences I went through the friends that I lost the friends that I made it all all sort of shaped who I am now and who I am today and um, yeah I remember it all quite clearly there were little things that that else happened like in early 2020 I was involved in a fight where I lost a front tooth and another one was half dislodged so that's been a four-year battle um, where I've had to go through trauma with that as well um, and it's just learning about that whole yeah 2020 was just learning about myself and learning about you know, all these experiences, how I can deal with them, 
things that I love about myself, things that I don't like about myself and things that I need to do for myself um, in order to become a better person. And, I mean, I'm pretty happy to say that I'm now probably in the best place mentally I've ever been in and it's all because of those sort of dark days that I dealt with and everything that I sort of went through and happily came out on the other side of. Now, a lot of the time when we go through such negative things, we can come out in a more positive light, but I almost feel like, is there a line where it just becomes too much and it's just too much trauma? Um, a lot of the, if I look at my life, all this, the negative things have shaped me in such a positive way, but hearing your story and what you've told me, sometimes it's just like, is it just too much? Like, do you feel like you can be intimate and trust a partner again because of the fact that you were so committed and um, wanting to spend the rest of your life with someone and for what happened to you, how do you recapture that sort of trust for someone else? Yeah, I, I mean, in the t- in the time when you're in it, it feels like every day like it, it's not going to get better. And you could talk to someone and they're going to say, yeah, it's going to get better. You know, just hold on, keep working, it's going to get better. And you, you just don't believe it because it doesn't get better. Um, but it like it does get better. It will always get better no matter what you're going through. Things will get better. And a lot of it is time, but a lot of it is also learning and experiencing and trying different things. Um, and for a while I dealt with that romantic trauma where I couldn't, I, I didn't want a relationship with anyone. I, I was never interested in anyone because I always thought of a relationship as ending in just pain. And I, I never wanted to deal with that sort of pain. And if I had a choice of putting myself in that pain or not, the positive of that relationship would always be outweighed by the negative and the pain that would come from it. And I always felt like, you know, there was going to be pain there. And and so I I, st- I stayed away from it all. You know, I went through a couple of things with a couple of different people, but it always ended the same way because I just couldn't handle it. And I never, I felt like I would I would never trust anyone ever again. I felt like I would never be with anyone ever again because um, it was all just too much for me. And um, I can say that that's not true anymore, but um, it's just, it's time. It takes time and it takes effort and it takes learning and it takes experiencing and it just, it just takes commitment to yourself and learning about yourself and putting time and effort into yourself. And once you put that time and effort into yourself, things will get better. So when people are struggling and they are in a, sort of a hole like you were is what's what's your best advice then because it's like time can heal but we should we should take action but we're so if we're so depressed and not motivated it's like how can we see the light it's i can't empathize with how hard Mm. how hard it must have been was how did you use the power of people around you to sort of help you because I'm thinking if you couldn't help yourself for a long period of time it must have been important to have someone people around you to at least get you started in some way yeah yeah I I 
felt like I should always so the big thing for me was always surrounding myself with like-minded people and as I said earlier I went I I lost a lot of friends but I also gained a few friends and um I spent a lot of time when I when I was physically and mentally able to I tried to surround myself with my friends and with my family so I have a very close bond with my parents and my sister and my brother because they were they knew exactly what I was going through through they saw firsthand the things that I would deal with and they were they were always supportive of me um and they were always there for me and they understood that when I was having a bad day that it was just a bad day and they were going to be there for me and also my friends like my best friend Callum he was he was a rock for me he was he just did everything for me whenever I needed anything, any help at all. He would be there, and I have a few other friends that um, they just they were so good for me, and that the bond that we have now has been shaped by the things that we went through as friends, and I think and I hold that really close to my heart, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, but it was very hard for me to open up to them and let them in fully because at the time it was hard to trust people and feel like they wouldn't turn their back on me and just hurt me. Um, so that was hard. But once I was able to break through that barrier, it became really positive for me. And then also I, I saw psychiatrists, I saw psychologists, I saw counsellors and they were, they were very helpful. They did a lot for me. Like I was, I spent about eight or so months on antidepressants because of, conversations that I had with psychologists and psychiatrists and they recommended that that was the best thing for me and at the time it was eventually it wasn't and I'm, I was lucky enough to be able to get off it quickly but it did help in the long run um, and so being able to talk to those people and get their help and get their professional help was a very good thing for me but the thing that I learned out of all of that is that you can surround yourself with so many people and you know, all these people that are giving you helping hands, but nothing's going to change unless you change it for yourself. And it's about growing habits. It's about, you know, just changing the things that you are doing that will help you in the long run. And it's so hard when you're in that dark spot. It is like the hardest thing you will ever do. But once you change and once you start to build good habits and once you start to learn to love yourself again, and find things that are good that you can do with your life, then things will get better. A few podcasts I listen to and they have people who come on, you know, who are quite successful and they have these these hard luck stories, listening to about Hormozy where he s- slept in his gym and stuff and he refers to the fact that like in movies it's that that, that period is often just like a 90 second clip. But in reality, in your life, it feels like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost feel like hearing you say these things, it's really, it just feels easy just to be like, oh, like you went through that and you're out. But fuck, it It must have been a fucking like, it almost, it must feel like you've lived almost like a, you're living a different life yeah, now. Yeah. Is, is that how it feels? Yeah, the, the Matt Coleman that went through that, that period is not the Matt Coleman that people would see today is how I would explain it. It's 
it's a tale of two stories, you could almost say. Um, but the Matt Coleman that you see now is because of the Matt Coleman that went through all the shit and learnt through all of it and grew from it all. It was all about growth for me and now I'm a better Matt Coleman version of the person that was before, yeah. Does that give you confidence even though – does that give you confidence then to – take life on because you feel like you can grow from tough times or is it are you still scared of pain because of you know the fact that you've gone through some really dark periods no for me i try to live life as we talked about in the book earlier we talked about living life in the present i try my absolute best to live in the present in the very now as much as possible sometimes i can't unfortunately um but i try to do that and i try to be better than I was yesterday for me that's probably one of my biggest goals in life is to just always be just that little bit better and I have a lot of days where I'm definitely not better than what I was yesterday um but I I the thing is I would have those days where I wouldn't be better and the old me would see it as this is I'm living a terrible life like I'm a terrible person I'm living a terrible life what am I doing but now because I've been through that growth period and I've grown from it I see it as okay today's not a good day I'm all right with that what am I going to do tomorrow that's going to make me better than I was today and so it's all about that growth and just becoming a better person do you feel like you're self-awareness and mindfulness become a lot better your ability to be able to be like okay this is how i'm feeling this is this emotion and be really like quick to know how you're feeling because i feel like a lot of people are, s- are like so confused with their thoughts and feelings it's a bit of a jungle but having gone through this do you feel like you're able to better understand yourself 100 percent, yeah i mean you asked my family at home they'll say i'm grumpy 90 percent of the time but um yeah, I feel like I know when I'm having bad moments, bad days. Um, I still deal with a bit of anxiety from time to time. I believe every single person in this world will d- deal with it and some will deal with it most than others. Um, so I deal with it a bit, but I've learnt to how to get rid of that anxiety quickly. And for me, it's shining spotlight on the anxiety. So if I'm going through an anxious period, I, I will physically stop and go, okay, I'm feeling quite anxious right now. What is there to be anxious about? And so things will run through my head of thinking of these things that I'm technically anxious about, but I just don't need to be anxious about. And for me, that will not necessarily get rid of the anxiety, but it will calm me down a lot. And so it's things like that of when I get in a bad mood or I get really sad or something, it's shining the spotlight and thinking, oh, well... Is that in control? Am I in control of those things that are causing me to be upset? If I am, what can I do that will change that? And if I'm not, like, let it go because I can't do anything about that. I have to just move on from it. So I feel like, yeah, 100% I'm able to know how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling, and technically I feel like I can control it at times, yeah. So do you – what I do sometimes is I – if I'm feeling an emotion, I try and label 
label what might be causing it, like an insecurity or something, or like a past trauma. Mm-hmm. So do you? So let's say for me, like if I'm worried about saying the relationship, I'm able to say like, oh, that's this certain insecurity that I have from like from from this reason, and mm-hmm. then it's sort of being able to, like you said, put the spotlight on it, sort of just takes away the like the mystery of that feeling because yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of the angst. Anxiety, like, like you know, like you said, um, everyone's going to go through anxiety of some sorts. But one of the skills you learn is that spotlight. So, do you um, label like, oh, this is the overthinking voice. This is the the inability to trust people, um, insecurity sort of voice. Is that how you sort of label it? Or yeah, yeah, I would say so. I feel like if I'm if I'm going into an uncomfortable position or I'm going into an uncomfortable situation, I will think about it beforehand and I'll be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to a party. Um, I don't know a lot of these people. I'm going to be an uncomfortable for a while. Why is that? And that's because I feel I, it's un, there's unknown. I, these people don't know me, but I feel like they know things about me that I don't want them to know. It's so it's just thinking about why, um, you feel things and realizing that a lot of those reasons are out of your control and you have to learn that if things are out of your control, they're, they're out of your control. Like just be, you have to be okay with that. That's life. Life at times won't be very fun and it's out of your control. Just ride the wave of it. And if you can control everything that you can control, then the rest will take care of itself. I would say. Do you fear the judgment of other people? I I used to a lot more than what I do now. Yeah. Um, now I'm sort of, I sort of see it as, uh, I, u- I used to see it as it's all about me. If they're judging me, it's because it's me. Like the things that are, the things that they're judging me is because those things are wrong with me. Now I sort of see it as, <sighs> people aren't going to like you. Like You're not going to be liked by every single person in this world, but that's fine. If you, if you like people and those people like you back, um, you know, a certain, a certain amount of people, then that's good. Um, but if you are comfortable with yourself, you know who you are and you like that person, then the judgment by other people is not on you. It's, I would say it's more on them. What are some ways it it is really hard to talk over such a big time horizon and just nail it down to a few things. So I totally understand if it's not going to be a perfect answer, but what are some of the main ways you've been able to find um, more comfort within your own skin and just being able to just to walk around and, and be like this Matt Coleman that I am I'm I'm happy with this like because you have talked about depressive episodes anxiety low self-esteem mm-hmm. so is there any what's that sort of journey been like internally just being able to sort of exist now just without that sort of weight on your shoulders yeah it's it's hard hard to put into words and I can't say I can think of uh single experiences that have shaped that now um but um 
for me, it was getting better meant learning to love myself again and being able to wake up, walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror and not hate the person that's looking back at me. And that was always the hardest thing because for a long time I did hate myself. I did hate everything about me and I hated that I had let myself get so far into into depression, into the anxiety and like I had let it beat me is what I felt. And then it was it was just about learning that learning to love myself again. And that came from other people helping me. That came from me doing research on um, you know, depression and insomnia I struggle with a bit. So it's learning things about that. And it's just it's a, a culmination of a lot of hard work and I think I got there because I'm able to look back now and look at that time and notice all the hard work that I put into myself and just be proud of that and people could someone could come up to me you know tomorrow and be like you know I I don't like you um what you've done is is not good and I'll something like that right and I'll be like, I, I, I disagree. Like I'm, I'm, f- I'm happy with who I am now, and I've got to that spot because I put all that effort in. So you can't tell me that um, you don't like me and you don't accept who I am because I accept who I am, and my opinion matters most to me. And you know, that's I would I wouldn't say that's all that matters, but that's the biggest thing for me is just being all right with who I am. And who I've become. Did you find it hard not to take a victim mindset with everything during... Because I, I know for me, whenever I've had tough situations, it was really easy to be seduced by the like, why me? Like, it's always fucking me. And obviously what you went through was... <sighs> it's, it's fucking hard. And did you ever find yourself just having that... Is Is that... Did those sort of thoughts come in your head? Uh, no, I. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I had had those thoughts at a time where I thought, "Why me? Why is this happening to me? Like, I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a bad person. Why I haven't earned this?" Um, for me, it was more, "Wow, like how have I let myself get here, where I am now? Like, it's it's embarrassing." It's embarrassing that, you know, you're this guy that can't get out of bed. You're this guy that, you know, self-harms and everyone, you know, sees you as this depressive, anxious kid that, like, just can't have any fun whatsoever. Um, And so I don't think I took on that victim mindset, but I was just, I was so disappointed that I let myself get to that stage and that was looking back at that now I, I don't really understand why I got to that because it happens to people like going through those sort of things it just happens and it's gonna happen um, and it could happen for no reason whatsoever and it's it's not it's not on you that it's happened it just has like it's it's gonna happen oh well yeah so I wanted to I had Jack on and he spoke about his panic 
um, sort of anxiety attack and had some really good insight. Um, so I'm really interested with sort of the, you alluded to like the self-harm stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's pretty hard to beat around the bush with a question like this. It's sort of <laughs> just, just <laughs> it's hard when you talk about mental health sometimes because it's just like, how else can we, sometimes we just beat around the bush and it's like, mm. sometimes it's just, it is what it is. And yeah. it's just, we want to know because I think it really helps people understand. So I think I'm just really interested in like, what led you to to do that? And was there specific triggers and what sort of self-harm, if you're comfortable sharing anything? Yeah, um, what led me to it? It's a it's a good question. I feel like you people that have never dealt with depression have heard about self harm and they've heard about stories of people self harming, but never understand it. And I I'd, I'd heard so many stories. I'd I'd seen it firsthand. Um, you know, with my ex, I helped her out a, a fair bit with that, and I I always I never really understood why why you would self-harm it it didn't make sense to me and then obviously I went through depression and it got worse and for me as I said earlier I hated the person that I had become and I would go through a lot but I also felt like you know there was I had to basically I had to punish myself for what for what I was going through um and and that was the best way for me uh to do so and so what it was was i would uh slip my wrist with a knife and um you know it was painful it didn't it didn't feel very nice obviously and unfortunately it left a few scars that i still have today um which is a, which is a reminder of where i've come but um yeah, so I'd slip my wrist with a knife. I would drive to the coast. I would park along the coast and I would just sit there and cry and you know, have an anxiety attack sometimes, mostly just cry and just you know, commit the self-harm. And um, unfortunately, there are a couple of times where my parents would see me leaving with it and um, they they knew what I was going through and they... They just supported me so much with it. Um, And the turning point with it all was one night when I was in my room doing it crying and my dad walked in and he didn't leave until um, I gave him the knife and that took about 15 minutes of just argument and I was just going absolutely bananas, screaming at him that I needed help and that you know I couldn't do it anymore and that I was ready to give up. And I, I at times I felt like I was ready to give up. I would say that I never committed um, suicide, but there were most definitely times when I thought about it, for sure. And it was terrifying that I had those thoughts, but it was also very real and it, it put a lot of things into perspective that that I had got so low to that to my in my life that that was the outlet for it um but yeah the self-harm that was 
that was low, that was rough. Um, but happily, I can look back on it now and I can't comment on if it helped, if it made it worse or better, but it was just, uh, a, you could say, a side effect that came with all the depression. Does looking back on experiences like that, does that ever make you, are you, are you sort of, like, I, I don't know if you said it before, but you, you said you're proud of how far you've come, but does you ever look back on any emotions of, like, guilt or embarrassment or anything with, like, how low you were or are you just proud of the fact that you're able to, you've changed so much for the better. Yeah, most of it, uh, looking back on it, most of it is positive feelings of that I was able, if I'm able to get out of that, if I'm able to be there and get out of that, then you know, what else? There's not much that can hurt me, which is not true, but, you know, it's sort of that sort of thing. But, yeah, sometimes I'll, it's, it's a bit of disappointment, I guess. As I said a couple of times, it's, you know, I'm disappointed, well, I, I am at times disappointed that um, I let myself get to that stage and I and it's all, I would say it's almost like I, I wasted a year of my life. It wasn't a waste whatsoever, but um, it's, it's disappointing at times that um, those sort of things happen to me and that I let it control me for so long and that you know if something so negative happened to me now I would easily be able to deal with it a lot better it would it would be horrible still but I have I have the roots to propel myself um upwards from that and be able to deal with it whereas yeah back then it just it hit me like nothing else I've ever felt like and you know for a long time I don't think I'll ever feel hopefully I will never feel anything like that yeah, I guess the only negative emotion that I would tie with it now is just disappointment sometimes that um, I let it happen. Yeah. When you do have negative experiences now, because you had so many of these negative experiences when you're in that dark place, does it almost, does it sometimes like, do you ever feel like it's going to spiral? Or like, how do you bring yourself back to the fact that it's like, I'm, this isn't who I'm not that anymore. Like, um, cause I feel like sometimes what happens is like when you experience an emotion, it is your brain starts linking it back to all the times that mm. you were down mm-hmm. or does that not really happen? No, I mean, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't say I feel like if something bad happens, um, I feel like now if something bad happens, I'm just, I'm going to realize that it's a bad day, not a bad life anymore. And, um, and that, that comes from living a really long time of a lot of bad days back to back. And as we said earlier, it's sort of like, okay, I've had a bad experience. This is, this is going to hurt. Let it hurt. And it's feeling the emotion. It's being like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm really down right now. Like, I feel like shit right now. That's okay. I'm going to let myself feel like shit, but tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm like, no, I'm not going to feel like shit today. Today is going to be a better day than what it was yesterday. And I'm going to, I have to make that happen physically for myself in order to do so. 
And then sometimes, you know, I might turn into a couple of days and it can get a bit harder, but it's commitment to yourself and commitment to looking after what you've built and what I have built myself. Is there any specific skills that you you do implement to make sure that, you know, you don't distract yourself when you're present with the emotion? Because I, like, cause when I do experience, like you said, negative emotions, it's like you said, it's, it's a bad day, a bad moment, not a bad life. Um, but I still struggle to like try and sit with that. Is there any th- sort of specific skills that you do implement or is it just telling yourself like be present with this, feel it and t- tomorrow like it's going to get better? Yeah, I wouldn't say skills. It's more habits. Um, you know, making sure that I'm sticking to the positive habits that I have built, you know, making my bed not looking at my phone, um, going to bed at a certain time that I always will, getting up at a certain time that I always will, sticking to those will help. Um, giving the emotion airtime that it needs is also very important. I feel like if you bury things, it's going to get worse always. Um, so giving it airtime, but not giving it too much airtime. You know, accept that you're going to feel things all the time. Um, don't let the feeling overpower you, you know? And, um, yeah, it's it's just about realising that, yeah, it's not... It's a it's a bad day, not a bad life. So, I feel like let's t- end this and go in a bit more of a, um, a positive direction. Um, so, now you've, you've changed, changed so much for the better and sometimes... It's like I see you obviously so many times this year and you just don't obviously I've heard this before, but you just don't like um put two and two together and it's it's almost like you said that's a new version of Matt Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um I guess when you do meet new people, um like do you find it hard to because I feel like that's part of who you were and your growth, but it's like if you build new relationships with people, is it hard to share like all those those stories, or do you are you more just like presenting the Matt Coleman you are now? But it's like it's not you you aren't who you are now without that. Um, yeah, it's 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 a weird one. It's I'm I'm all I'm so open with this sort of stuff. Like if anyone's ever if ever ever. Anyone ever would want to come up to me and ask me anything about this, I would happily talk to them about it. Um, but at the same time, it's if I'm getting to know someone, I'm not going to tell them straight away and I'm going to show them who I am now and then later on make them realise that who I am now is because of the experiences that I have gone through before. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I'll I'll share share the things that I've been through, and then, and a lot of times they'll they'll realize that oh yeah that like that makes sense. You know, I have little little things that I'll do, and that's because of the things that I have been through. But it's it's showing people who I am now. That is the number one thing for me. And then later on, you know, if they want to, I can sh- um, let them in on the man I am now is because of the experiences that I've had before. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about your work and speaking about mental health, I feel like you have one of the the better sleep routines and sort of going to bed early, waking up early and you sort of said not going on your phone. 
How has having those good habits, you know, helped with your mental health? And what would you tell other people who are addicted to their phones, stay up late at night and stuff like that? Yeah, it's, I'm a, humans are routine animals. I, I don't think that's the correct Habitual beings? Correct they words. Say something, something like that. that. But, um, you know, we thrive off routine. If you're doing something different every single day and you're changing everything, you're not going to be comfortable. So it's it's finding a comfortable routine. You know, I I try to go to bed at the same time. It'll be in a it's in a window. It's a lot of people like to comment how early it is that I go to bed, but it's I've I learned jealous after <laughs> I learned that after a lot of long nights of sitting there thinking about how horrible my life is, is that things at night. Uh, it's a waste of time you know if you can be sleeping sleep is so important to everything there is in your life mentally physically uh, psychologically like sleep is the number one thing you need to do so if you can get as much of that as possible then you should do that and that's a big thing for that i would say to other people is that find a, a healthy sleeping routine for you and try stick to it. Go to bed around the same time. Try to wake up around the same time. When you wake up, don't look at your phone and just try to get up as quick as possible and make your bed. <laughs> um, and then the looking at your phone thing, that's... That I wouldn't say... I think this generation is very phone-orientated. Um, you know, I was driving driving along the coast when I was coming here because I quite enjoy going along the coast. It's quite nice. And you just see so many people walking along the coast just staring at their phones. I just, uh, that's one of the, my pet peeves is I've, I've got a dog and I take him for a walk. I try to take him for a walk every day and I make a point that when I'm walking with him, I don't take my phone with me. Um, it can be a bit stressful sometimes if someone needs to reach me, they won't reach me until I'm home which can be a bad thing, but it's about, that ties in, exactly, it ties in with the thing that we talked about earlier is the power of now, being present, being where you are and feeling where you are, looking around and just enjoying the things that are going around, look around, literally look at the trees, like, and just enjoy that shit. There's the saying of stop and smell the roses along the way. That's more about destinations and journeys along the way, but it's quite physically like take it all in your stride and get away from the world of social media, get away from the world of being on your phone and there's so much rage and anger on a phone and there's so much negative stuff on a phone. There's so much positive, no, don't get me wrong, but just a phone I find is so unhealthy and I'm like I spend, I spend a bit of time on my phone but I'm trying each day to stay off that. So I guess a thing that I would say to a lot of people is whenever you can, put your phone away and yeah. just be where you are and feel where you are and look around and just enjoy the world that you're living in now because you only get one life, yeah. you know, like don't waste it. Going through the journey you went through and coming out now a better man, does, does that help for being present in the sense that you're trying to find the beauty and in the little things like, you said stop and smell the roses. Does that does that help you stay present? Because because you have so much more perspective now on on life. Are the little mm. difficulties in life becoming like less stressful for you, and you're able just to appreciate 
the value in yeah. s- the small things. Yeah, yeah, I I one hundred percent love life right now, and I have for a long time because of the experiences I've learned of where I hated life and I hated everything. You, when you can get out of that and you can learn to love everything again, it, you you realize how beautiful this world can be and how beautiful life can be um and it's it's gratitude it's taking everything in positive and negative and just realizing like it's life like it it's uh, you could say it's like a fucking wave almost and just just ride it just enjoy it just um be where you are don't don't be somewhere else um because that moment's going to flash before your eyes and you're going to wish that you were there and you weren't anymore. If you could wake up tomorrow before everything happened on your journey and start it all again, would you? Nah, not at all. Nah. um, Yeah, no, I wouldn't change a single thing, I don't think. I think I'm... Oh, yeah, it's a tough question. It's hard to explain why, but I've I've definitely asked myself a few times. But I could I could have two answers to it. I it's always going to be no, and one would say, um, one answer would be no because of all the experiences that I've learnt have taught me so much, and it's made me who I am today, and I love who I am today, and so no, I wouldn't. The second answer would be. Like you can't change it. Hypothetically, you know, if you had a pill that takes you back in time and does it again, you know that that hypothetically will never exist. It, I I can't exercise that thought because it's it's not physically possible at all. So, you know, I can't I can't think about if that ever was to happen. I guess if that makes sense, it's it's a a bit of a complicated answer but i just realized that it's happened that was my life that that happened i am where i am now those experiences taught me everything that i am now i i've i'm the living embodiment of the pain and suffering that i've been through and the joys and the happiness that i've been through and so i have to focus on who i am now and what i am now so do you think of it like everything that everything your journey like it happened to you but it isn't you in the sense that you aren't the negative things like all those negative experiences like you aren't a depressed person you aren't those negative thoughts you had about yourself when you had low self-esteem and you had these suicidal thoughts like that happened to you mm-hmm, but that isn't mm-hmm, you forever mm-hmm. and what's your sort of take on the fact that I feel like a lot of people who are in dark places, it's so like, oh, I, I can't change, like this fixed mindset. Do you sort of still now, having come out and so much better, does has that help with a growth mindset with other, in any aspect, business, sport? Does it make you realise how much better you can get because of your sort of self-growth? A hundred percent, yeah. Um, I would almost say life is growth and a, a key for me to a healthy life is to constantly grow and I feel like if I if I stop and if I'm not doing something new and if I'm not growing from what I was last week then you know that's that's a bad thing I need to change that 
And so, yeah, I would totally agree that those things happen to me, but they aren't, they aren't me. Right. So, and I've, I've come to terms with that and I'm good with that and I've grown from that and I now strive to continue to grow each day and to be better each day. How does it help you having, um, you know, a dog, Vinny, and, and, and <laughs> I guess... Shout out to Vince there. Yeah. Do you think, because, like, I'm not even kidding. He's probably not listening, actually. Yeah, he probably isn't. Um, maybe on dog, dog, yeah, Dogify. Yeah, I'll probably play for it. For Dogify. Doggo mode. Yeah. Um, Vino <laughs> mode. Um, how... Because when you have a dog and you, you know, a cuddling dog, whatever you want to say, there's, there's that bonding chemical that gets released in the brain, oxytocin, and... Like it just makes you feel good. Mm. So how is having a dog and uh, building a sort of a relationship? <laughs> it sounds a bit funny, but building a sort of relationship with your dog and just having like something to always look forward to, like having a walk. Like how is that helps you? Firstly, it's not funny. My dog is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> like I will happily admit that my dog <laughs> is my best friend. Like he's my absolute world. Um, oh, it's a, it's a absolute game changer for me. Um, I could have a I could have a shitty day at work and you come home and bouncing off the walls, happy to see me. And he doesn't he doesn't leave me alone until he's said hello and has, you know, given me all his love that he needs to and then and then he forces me to take him for a walk, which I'm always happy to. But yeah, it's it's awesome to come home to something waiting for you, basically. And um he he gives me another purpose in life. If I don't, if I don't want to wake up in the morning, um, he'll let me know that it's breakfast time for him, and so that will—that's another thing that will force me to get up. And then you know, once you once you're up, you're up. Um, so he's been really good for for my health. I could have a bad day and see him, and my day will be so much better because of him. Yeah. On a slightly different note, um, talking about men's mental health and the fact that you said you're really comfortable sharing a lot of these things and you said if anyone comes up to you willing to talk about these things a lot of men hide away from their emotions and are scared to be portrayed as weak mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and stuff like that what's your advice to men who are struggling to open up and be vulnerable and share their story whether it's big or small to be real with how they feel it's a good question i'm not i it's hard to put it into words but for me, it's find someone that you can sit down with and just talk. And it doesn't have to necessarily be about you, but talking about mental health and talking about emotions and talking about how people feel and why they feel makes you just feel, you feel so much better. You know, and I, I love having conversations with my friends just about life and about feeling things and it doesn't have to be about me it has it can be about them it can be about someone else and it just it makes you feel better um another thing would be just to put effort into yourself and a saying that i quite enjoy i apologize if i get it wrong which i very likely will but the saying goes the grass isn't greener on the other side but instead where you water it and I think that really emphasises mental health and it's it talks about, you know, you're going to get better and 
think you'll see positive growth only if you put effort in. If you don't do anything about it, then you're not going to see any growth out of it. So it's just about being comfortable with who you are, finding out who you are, surrounding yourself with like-minded people is a very good thing. Um, Being or understanding that not everyone in this world is going to like you, but if you love yourself and there's and the important people in your life love you then that's all you really need and just just talk to someone about an emotion just talk to someone about how things are feeling if it's not about you just talk about life and just enjoy enjoy that chat and then go from there yeah um so I'm going to wrap it up there, but I'm definitely will get you back because I was really grateful to hear some of your story. And I know we didn't touch every single little thing and there's lots more to dig into next time. But I do have one last question, which is, was Errol Goulden robbed of the Brownlow oh, medal? don't get me started. Oh my God. He literally had 42 and 2 <laughs> and he got a single vote. Do better AFL. <laughs> I st- I feel like they need to look at the stat sheet because there's some really questionable. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a few people actually, and I totally agree that something needs to change. But I can't see what could change. Is the problem? Just I think let them have access to the stat sheet because what happened this year is, do you know how they have four umpires now? The emergency umpire used to look at the stats, but they didn't yeah. do it this year because they're all four on the ground. Yeah, apparently that's. Damn. And they don't have an emergency umpire because if one goes out, they're still at three. Oh, do they not? I don't think they have an emergency umpire anymore because it's like if one gets injured or something, they've still got three. Wow. It's the more you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to answer that question. Um, did you listen to his pod? On yeah, Dylan the Dylan Friend? Friends one? Yeah. Yeah, I did. C- cracking episode. What a good guy. It's just, yeah. He's just Riff perfect. Up. He's just <laughs> so good. I love that guy. <laughs> um, shout out Errol Gordon. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Maddie, for coming on. Genuinely appreciate it. It is my absolute pleasure, mate. And hope you guys enjoyed that listen. And I'll um, see you on episode 37. Thanks for listening, guys. Like and subscribe, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.